0: So this is the official start of the podcast, because uh, there are some things that, that you may say to me and go, is he listening? And 12% of those things, <laughs> no, I'm not listening. Or, or, or I forget. I just stuff so much in my brain, and my brain cavity can only hold so much. But I did listen to a couple of these things. So let me start here. You ready, mate? Party People! So it's on the wall now. Got it. But because I've had a, an awakening. When I was younger, I didn't like 80s music at all.
1: And now you love it. I don't
0: love it. But, I like it. But there's some really good songs that, that I hope come on the 80s channel. Agreed. And ever since, do you remember the first Guardians of the Galaxy when people went nuts over that, that mixtape? Yes. Yes. Like, some of those songs got me into the 70s funk. Mm-hmm. And that's why some of the stuff is on the wall now. Um, like, I, I think this is an 80s song, but it is, it's funk. And it is also on the wall, because I'll, I'll give you Mace, but I get this. I love it. And
1: it's not the Diddy version, is it? No, it's David Bowie. I know.
0: Who? I'm kidding. I also, and I think we've discussed this before. I had a terrible affliction against because of an overlooked terror of '80s kids, Labyrinth.
1: Labyrinth, yeah. You know, um, one of my karaoke songs that I could, like, surprise people to is Queen. Like, m- we- most mainstream Queen songs. I will keep that in
0: mind for Hurdle. Yeah. Two more two more things. And, some like, some really good stuff to talk about today. I told you about Victory the other day from No Way Out. Remember we were talking about that album? The Puff Daddy one. Yes. One.
1: One, nope. two. Don't know it. You've never heard this, like, a game? Check me out right here, yo. Yo, the sun don't shine forever. But as long as it's here, then we might as she well shine so together. Fun. Better no. now than never. Business before pleasure. P easy. Diddy no. and the fam, who you know do it better. Yeah, right, no matter what, you wanna hear. So yeah. when you hear no. something, make sure you hear it yeah. right. Don't make an yeah. ass out of yourself by assuming our music keeps you moving. What are you doing You know that yeah. I'm two levels above you, baby. Home, so. Baby. Home, I believe that when this song may have been played as hype music at a game, I would have been too young to appreciate it, you old bag. <laughs> I don't know it! I'm just right, kidding. I, I have I'm one sorry. more. You're not old.
0: Um, do you remember, I, I I talked about the other day, we talked about uh, the TLC and the, the Forgotten Left Eye rap in...
1: Uh, yeah, it's very smooth. Do you Do you remember this song? <laughs>
0: the first single no. on that album that i can't remember before before no scrubs
1: so i think this music came out when i was still in my in sync backstreet boys aaron carter mm. hanson spice girls days so i was i was that's where i was you know that was my world at that time so okay. i don't i don't know a lot of it
0: okay no i have been digging a lot lately of fabulous
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah. I heard some Joe Budden on the way here. Pump it up. No, uh, so, something he did with um Tank. It was like a story. Tank was great. Maybe I deserve Tank had some hits, honey, and yes, I was an adult at that time. So. Yes, he did. <laughs> and do you do you recall TGT?
0: I don't. Is that a group?
1: Tank, Genuine, Tyrese. Oh, it's so like a modern LSG. Yes. Do you remember them? Yes.
0: Um, Avant. Yeah.
1: Separated.
0: Is he? Mm-hmm. I loved all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I remember we—I would play some of those songs for the my favorite game on the old show called Sexability. I would play songs, and like Megan and Sarah and callers would have to rate on a scale of one to ten how turned on they got by the song.
1: <laughs> There's so. Uh, Thomas, stop listening if you're listening, and my mom don't listen. But there is an album that is still that has I have a physical memory to, <laughs> if that makes any sense. A whole album, good times. Fucking, I was an adult.
0: Fuck music. I was an adult. Um, yeah, I love that game, and I would always finish. I would always like slam them hard at the end because Megan would would hear,
1: Eric, you would always finish and slam them. Yes. <laughs>
0: I I will give you that payoff in a second, but it would be so funny if we would have callers like in their 20s. So you're talking like seven years ago, five years ago, and we'd play like Avant or Uh Jagged Edge. They'd be like, this is so corny. And you hear it now, and it, it kind of is, but I would always finish them off with two songs
1: oh my god the puns
0: wicked games
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh oh the weekend and
0: then i would let the ocean flow with usher climax
1: that was a mixtape that wasn't an actual album was it which that wicked games was on yeah it was his first album i thought it was a mixtape before it became an album
0: it might have been but i had a i had a friend a radio friend who loved the weekend
1: so her stuff would
0: float my way and I, I looked up this this able dude and I, I heard Wicked Games once and I'm like Loft Music ah. Man. Yeah. All right. Serious stuff. Um, so I've been giving this a lot of thought since I saw it and I'm still I'm still digesting it, but it allows me you and I, you maybe hear it more than I do, but I don't hear um people doubting mental health issues. Because I have a good circle of people, and as I there was a, another an NFL player came out yesterday, um, and a professional athlete. It's always big when they do this. He said mm-hmm. the the playoff loss killed me. I went to therapy. I was in a dark place, mm-hmm. and I was happy to see that. I'm sure there's some idiot who said. Uh, you play a game for a living, and yeah, millions. Get
1: over it. Kids these days can't play sports without therapy.
0: Um, so like those people are uneducated and ignorant, right? And a lot of times, people like that prevent people from getting help. Right. But consider the source, um, and and I think. We're winning the stigma battle. Like, we, mm-hmm. we, we could palpably feel that, but there was some people reached out, like, in a weird part of my DMs the other day because they saw the 13 story, and they were a little bit older, mm-hmm. um, and they're like, I, I wish I wish we were doing more damage against the stigma. And I'm like, we are, we are. Now, uh. look, we, we float in a different circle. Where I'm going with this is the mental health levy passed, like, 70 to 30. Like, not even a doubt. And I don't know how many people voted, but I don't care. A 70 to 30 levy issue in these financial times, that's awesome. And I will continue to do what I'm going to do, and you will as well, Mm -hmm. um, to stand up for mental health for everybody. For someone that stabbed their kids, for someone that is raving in the middle of a street, for people like us. Mm-hmm. That's what this money is for so we can help everybody and I'm so glad people didn't hesitate.
1: Quite literally my salary is paid by that levy. All of it. Explain, 100% exp- of Explain
0: it because you're on that side.
1: Yeah, so the, uh, the Wellness and Recovery Center, which I don't talk about all the time because um, I am personal Alex on the podcast not professional but um sometimes a mix of both but the services that I provide at the wellness and recovery center are funded by the tax levy so it's non-medical mental health services mental health um and recovery services and the wellness and recovery center is a residential facility that we have a blessing of being um at no charge to community members i don't bill insurance i don't collect money i don't ask for funds i don't ask for anything related to funds and programs of our kind which is a mental health respite facility we're the only one in the state and we're one of a small handful in the country that get our funding in this way so it's a it's a real honor and a privilege
0: i I didn't uh i wanted you to go even more broad than that Mm -hmm. because yeah the wellness and recovery center but check the other like who else gets this money
1: all of the staff? You mean like the team? No, no, no. I, well, yes, obviously. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean like across the board names and brands people are familiar with. Zef,
1: Zef, the Thomas M. Wernert Center, Neighborhood Properties, um, all the places. Nami, yeah, yep. oh yeah, one hundred percent. That were supported by this by this tax levy, so it's huge. I will say though, it is fantastic to be approved at seventy three percent, but we were higher than that in the levy levy year, the issue eleven. Levy. Through four or five years ago? which yeah, How much was it then? I think 80. Was something, it? Something in the 80s. I,
0: I want to see the numbers. I, I've been meaning to text Mike, and, and maybe it's not. It's probably all counted. But even if it dropped a little bit, uh, while more people are wary and cognizant of mental health, these are challenging financial times. Oh, okay. Just as gas prices went down, they went right back up. Mm-hmm. So, And mm-hmm. for what it's worth... My chicken that used to be a dollar ninety nine
1: mm-hmm. went to
0: two nineteen to two thirty nine to two ninety nine.
1: I just think it's. I mean, and people need to think about it from that perspective as well. It, it it gives you access. Therapy is being talked about more. People are considering mental health services more. This levy allows you to be able to text someone to call someone before you even go in person. It allows you to go in person and not have to wait three to four weeks to see someone or two months to see someone. It allows you to have funds if you can't afford it. It's just. It does so much for you and your family members and while you don't need it now, you're gonna need it at some point mm-hmm. and you want to be able to get it where you live.
0: Yeah um, any other did you follow any other election stuff?
1: Uh, Sebeki. I saw Miss Sebeki. Yeah, good for her. I know
0: I was kind of stunned. I
1: wasn't. I've seen her speak in person and she's very um, and not in she she's she speaks well she communicates really well. She seems to be coming from a genuine place. I was not surprised, actually, if you've seen her speak or seen her in person.
0: What about Erica? Nothing?
1: Erica's not on the ballot until uh, the fall because they're still worrying about the districts.
0: Okay. Uh, I was not surprised. So, uh, Teresa Gaviron, and we won't go on with this a a lot longer because there are some things I want to really run by you and get your take on. Uh, Teresa Gaviron, who was a Bowling Green person and then, like, moved. Mm -hmm. Um, She also, I know her because... Her husband, I believe, is the one that opened Mr. Spots in BG. So she lost to this guy Mm. named J.R. Majewski, who is a Trump guy and kind of like a a wild card. And Sean Hegarty did an interview with him, and I happened to open it up, and I was blown away. He was thoughtful, well-spoken, eloquent, um, talked about how we need to be more in on nuclear energy, and I guess he's kind of like a nuclear scientist. Mm. Now, somebody said... When, he's a
1: scientist and he's a Trump guy. In, 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 Oil he water. Has Sorry. Sorry.
0: Somebody had said <laughs> to me, Well well, if Trump starts like trumping him up, let's hope he doesn't go super MAGA. But I was yeah. I was surprised. Um Dewine won. hope uh, I was surprised that uh, the mayor of Cincinnati lost John Cranley against Nan Whaley, the Dayton mayor, which I think people might remember from the shooting several summers ago.
1: I remember good things about her, so I'm not surprised. Good Uh, for
0: Nan. And then one more. So, J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance. The the despicable Trump guy. Did you know his wife is a woman of color?
1: Yeah. Didn't
0: know that. I saw that picture today, and I felt for her. If
1: you remember, I was damn near in tears from his film a couple years ago. So remember
0: I never finished it. Yeah, yeah. um, That was just a disgusting thing with no winner, and we can only hope that maybe Tim Ryan wins that?
1: I don't understand what it is about that. I I don't get what it was about that um, group running that made national news. Besides his terrible commercial saying, are you a racist and do you hate Mexicans? If so, I'm the guy for you. Like, Other than that absolutely horrible ad, why is J.D. Vance, why is this specific section of Ohio Receive. I mean, I saw at least three national stories on that one alone.
0: I'll give you answers. I'm not the political wonk, but I I know this pretty well. Um, Rob Portman retiring is a big deal for the party. Mm. Um, we actually have some some pretty decent senators here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sherrod Brown, as disheveled yes. as he looks, is, is somebody that aligns with our <laughs> views.
1: Yes, I love Sherrod Brown.
0: Um, <laughs> Rob Portman is cut from the cloth of Mike DeWine. Yep. You know, he's- But they're decent. He's a decent human being. And Mm -hmm. and like a friend said long ago, uh, John Kasich, party affiliation as we saw him transition kind of, like it's about Ohioans. And we're ceding that Portman spot to some extremists
1: Mm. with
0: Vance, Mandel, and Gibbons, who became a commercial for yelling at one another.
1: And also who loved Trump more. So they all love Trump, Yes, they all claim Trump supports them, but which one supports them more?
0: It was awful. Supports
1: him, and that was was insane to me too. The
0: the commercials, like, we've all seen political ads before, but when I'm I'm watching my NBC shows on Wednesday and Thursday, and they're on one after another after another, it's just like stomach turning. And I actually, of all of it, I came to kind of like at least tolerate Mike Gibbons, because at least he seems... Not like an awful human being, and has a spine. And the thing I would dislike about him is he's a, probably a seedy but successful businessman, as opposed to the other two who are just trying to slurp and slurp and slurp.
1: I, I it, it it um our little like micro running here in Ohio represents what's probably happening in a lot of states. where are now um to be conservative and to run in the conservative party. It's about who supports and loves Trump more. And that blows my mind. Like, you know, I don't, It, it it's, that's how you get your votes. It's playing to your base and how much you do or do not support the past president. Uh, and the, it, like, is that what we're coming to? Like I meant it when we were texting the other night and I said, I feel like we're like Gotham. <laughs> like it's, it's, I meant it and I'm not being dramatic. It's, it's no, so, right. it's so weird that that's how we are we're not running on issues. We're running on how much we do or don't that specific party. We're running on how much we do or don't support the previous president.
0: I I did to maybe assuage your feelings a little bit. I read that it was only like three spots and we were one of them Mm. where they were just throwing themselves at him. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I, we can save, and I'm sure you have strong feelings about the, the the Supreme court stuff for Mm -hmm. another day. Mm -hmm. Um, but we'll move on. Um, mostly successful election day run here with the mental health levy and the Springfield yeah. levy passed as Springfield well. Springfield so, levy, so levy so passed. Erica gets that. her police and whatnot. I saw that. Um, As I texted you, uh, and I'm, I'm in no danger of insulting anybody because the, this podcast will never reach them. As I told you, and we traced it back to uh, an October encounter, I am a dispirited dater. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there was another match thrown on that last night where a meeting went... Unfortunately, as I expected, that was that's why I was so reticent to do it in the first place because I knew it would go exactly that way.
1: You also probably came into it with the glass half empty. Like you I I think you came into it with glass half empty kind of attitude and so when when it when it validated how you were feeling it's kind of like well there it is
0: i could have had it i could have had a waterfall and it wasn't going to make it wasn't going to make that work yeah it just it just wasn't yeah. from a, a physical and intellectual perspective but mm. i am, i am like truly dispirited mm. and everybody always says it's incredibly hard to date you haven't had to worry about this it's incredibly hard to date like when you're 20 like there will always be an excuse at any age Mm -hmm. because it's always challenging and and i have found and and maybe you as well another tentacle of the pandemic is like people are pretty broken now Mm -hmm. and they had a hard time i had a hard time connecting with people before um but now a lot of those people like can barely hold themselves together so it's Doubly challenging. So, dispirited and dejected when it comes to dating or having interest in people.
1: I, I don't even feel like I can speak on dating anymore because I've been in a relationship since 2016. You
0: don't want to give me a pep talk or anything? Like, stay out of there, champ.
1: Yeah, of course. I'm always going to give you that pet talk. I mean, I want you to have that glass half full, you know? And I think I speak when you and I are talking about dating, I share all the time. Like how I had to learn w- when I was dating, specifically when I met Thomas, that like, and I'm not saying that you're striving for perfection, but that some of those things come later on. So you're seeing things like your natural ability to be like, no, I don't think this is going to work. You do have to push that a little bit. And you have. What do you mean? Um, in the past, when you've dated people and you're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I did push past certain places. You have, but you have to keep doing Ugh. that. You do. You have to keep doing that. So you, the you feeling your feelings of being uncomfortable, your feelings of like, ah, this isn't my jam. You might have to push past that because it might be like people have layers. You're not going to see all those layers. You may be dealing with someone that's incredibly nervous and doesn't present in their best way the first time or the second time. Like I remember being sweaty palmed a lot. You know, I wasn't my like most witty clever self you know
0: um how familiar with EMDR stuff are you
1: i mean i know it i know and i know that it works for people i know at least three or four people that are getting it having it right now do
0: they have have do they have severe trauma mm-hmm. okay so that's everybody that's responded in my world they didn't world. know about okay So, a lot of people that have come to me, like, they have been through hell. Hell that I would never wish on anybody. But the uh, Carol talked about, like, big T's and little T's, Mm -hmm. which Amanda had brought up with me before. And ever since we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I have had a lot of anger. Mm. Um, And this might be the EMDR, or it might be in the mixing glass of being dispirited, where I have, like, an angst towards certain people and I'll work with it on her because I don't want to share a whole lot more Mm because even with you here because you can polish the turd. I just don't want to risk it.
1: (laughs) What do you mean?
0: We'll talk about it. uh, As we do a lot of things, we'll talk about it off the air and then we we can approach it on the air better. Fine. Uh, We're a couple days out from Barry arriving. I'm excited. Uh, He said uh, he said Said I have twenty five pretzels. Do you have room for it? I said, "What about the next week?" Um, so, did, I've never had Wawa. Yeah. So you'll have. Yeah. Well, he's gonna freeze them and then he'll drive all day. So you'll have a Wawa pretzel on Friday. Save room with Mama Mary's for a Wawa pretzel, or you can take it home.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So in the past, I've thrown around the idea of like he he we should do a podcast, and for yes. whatever reason, it's never it's never come to to fruition. For one reason, I I, I pushed it down the road. And now I think, and I think you'll like this idea a lot. I think it is vital that that I drag him in here on probably Saturday would be the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's unfortunate you won't be around because I'd love for us all to sit around and I'll just go Alex, Bethany, Dad, and you guys can laugh at all the stories that people tell about I'll me. I'll be
1: around in the morning, so I don't have to leave until at least noon.
0: The navy Saturday morning we can do it.
1: I could do. I'll wake up for that.
0: Okay. Um, He can tell stories, some of which are the little T's that I am now aware of from a couple weeks ago, but I had a voicemail from my mom and then she passed. Mm -hmm. Now I don't have that anymore because it it vanished or whatever. So I want to do this for posterity because my dad is, thank, knock on everything, great health. Mm -hmm. But I think I will be happy one day as my dad, who is pretty averse to technology and I don't have... I could Facetime if I want and blah, but I don't have certain pieces, and I think having this will be like looking back at my bar mitzvah pictures. God damn,
1: it's gonna make me cry.
0: So I think it, it is important to do, and I have to convince him too. I yeah. have to explain to him because he he makes everything a joke, like I do. That for posterity, it will be important to have because mm-hmm. I don't have that, and I don't have I didn't have this relationship with my mom, but it, I wish I had the voicemail.
1: I think it's nice also to hear some of his um, nuggets of wisdom that he probably would have for both Bethany and myself, as Bethany's a new mom. I'm getting married. You don't think so? He was married for a long time. You can still have nuggets of wisdom even if you didn't have. I mean, he's a dad, he raised kids.
0: I, so if we can pull this off, and I really want to, you can ask him the questions that, like, there are things that I don't know, like, how did he meet my mom? And common questions that most people know the answers to their parents, I, I have never saw it.
1: I don't think people do. I learned the same thing about my family. And my, my dad and my mom, your dad and my mom are the same age. So uh, there were things that I'm still learning that I had no idea about. My parents got married only knowing each other for six months. I didn't know that. I learned that, like, last year. I'm like, how dumb can you be? <laughs> like, you know?
0: <laughs> um, Sorry, Mom. Okay. No, like, I, I, some people in my circle have said, you don't know blank, blank. And I was like, no. I mean, mom their mom and dad. Generation. I don't care about their, their relation or whatever. It's the generation. But you, if you so choose, and now knowing that you'll, you're interested in doing this, you can perhaps work up some some interview questions. Like, if you want to ask him, how do you feel about your son like not having a person? Because he has brought this up before. Um, and ironically, whenever he comes to visit, I've had somebody and he, he likes seeing that. But he doesn't want me to be alone. Mm-hmm. So you can drill into him. like, Oh, I will. How... Until the Paul thing, did you think you were never going to be a grandparent? How did mm-hmm. you feel about that?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, I will.
0: Um, so, yes, recording that will be, will be important. And
1: Can we do like nine? Yeah. Okay, good, because I do like to sleep just a little. I have to make sure in. the
0: studio is open, which I'll make sure of that. Oh, the wall I won last night.
1: I saw that. Can, can we get you to a game? Yeah. I haven't been to a game in a long time, but I've I've been to a walleye game like two or three times.
0: Playoffs though. Oh yeah. So seven thirty, uh, Friday and Saturday night. They play Wheeling.
1: West Virginia? Yeah. Wow, then, I have a I then, dated a guy from Wheeling. Really? I did. What
0: what was so what what made him a wheelinger?
1: His accent.
0: What did how what was the accent like?
1: The West Virginia accent's like, I can pinpoint it oh, from there's a mile draw, away. Right? Yeah, I can pinpoint it from a mile away. I have my One of my best girlfriends is from Weirton, West Virginia. Um, and they ended up knowing each other, and somehow they both became really close to me in Toledo separately. It's not a big town. <laughs> Weirton? Wheeling. Oh, yeah. Wheeling's not either.
0: I think uh, a baseball manager that I was familiar with was from that area, and it was like an Elmer Fudd drawl.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting. It's an yeah, it's an interesting dialect.
0: So that's exciting because it gives me plenty to talk about. Now I actually do want to send an email to the mayor's people at the city who do their PR and say, "Are we going to have a parade oh, if, if they win? Yes. Like what kind of like I want to know if they've planned for this board because while well, I've had some runs, that would so. be great.
1: I mean, we should have a parade even if they don't win if they've been doing well.
0: Like. I wasn't pointing at a person uh, like we'll You like, never know out here. So. I know. We'll take him
1: down Arlington. <laughs> no, oh, downtown. Yeah,
0: I know, I know. Um with that. So, do you know do you know you know who Anthony Bellino is, right?
1: I do the announcer. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think he's, he's still re- here at I, I think know he's that. retired from from free chili. So, uh, he he put this out there and I had missed it. So the new UT athletic director, Brian Blair, mm-hmm. I think I mentioned to you Mentioned mm-hmm. him to you before. He's like 37. Mm-hmm. Just got to the area and whatnot. Um, seems like a super talented dude and like an up and comer in, in that regard. Do you have to get that? No, go ahead. And an up and comer in that regard. And we're pretty fortunate to have him. He uh, Now, there, I, I, I do raise an eyebrow, but I want to run it by you. And I'm sure it's totally legit, but this is just the cynic in me. So he threw out on Twitter, and this is according to Anthony. He threw out on Twitter that he had an extra ticket to the playoff game. Hmm. Looking for somebody to come with. Grabbed the UT student. They went to the game together. <laughs> so your 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 antenna is up as well.
1: Yeah, he's probably well intentioned. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and he's well intended. Maybe he was looking for like a date. Di- maybe he wasn't intending a student. Like maybe that's I'm in a new role and I represent students or I work surrounding students, but I was actually looking for like a if he, unless he's married i i know nothing about he's this he's married
0: man. has a couple of kids
1: oh yeah okay then maybe he really I, mm.
0: there's three ways to look, to look at it completely innocent oh, yeah. and authentic i'm sure it was then there's like complete and utter pandering pandering like, uh name of a cleveland athlete
1: uh current anybody <clears throat> lindor not that big. Maybe smaller.
0: Okay, let me... Let's Kevin say,
1: Love. Kevin Love.
0: I'll use Lindor as the example. Okay. Let's say Francisco Lindor winds up, gets traded back to Cleveland, mm-hmm. and uh, and he is all decked out in, like, Cavaliers gear and Browns gear, and the mm-hmm. first thing in his press conference was, I never wanted to leave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, total pandering. I mean, like, stuff like that. Like we're we're an athlete, all right. Um, an athlete. Let's say,
1: Kyrie Irving. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: no. Uh,
1: if he said he never wanted to leave, I believe that would be bull. I would I would call, I would call bull all day.
0: I don't believe anything he says. <laughs> I don't believe okay. it. If he said my name's Kyrie Irving, I wouldn't believe him. So let's say the let's say the Cavaliers sign a really good player, and they're decked out in Browns gear, like they've lived here their whole life, and. Like I don't like that. It's it's inauthentic.
1: I gotcha, I gotcha. Like they're trying to show support already. Maybe it's a draft pick that that visibly didn't want to come to Cleveland, and now they're in Cleveland, but yet they're all in. You know, they're all in the gear. Like we know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, gotcha. I think the
0: mid ground of uh, the AD might have been like a combination of both. Like I'm just gonna throw this out there. Nothing's gonna come of it, but it did, and it's a good story. I I would be. Angry if it was complete and utter pandering.
1: The ambervert in me is just uncomfortable with it. Going with a stranger, yeah, yeah. The the ambervert in me is like, how did the how did that conversation go? Did you guys get a beer? How did it get started? What was that like? Our our uh, Huntington Center is pretty tight. Like you're kind of crammed in there. Like it's not comfortable, and it's definitely every seat is it was sold out. I'm sure they
0: had seats next to one another, so mm. it wasn't standing room stuff,
1: <sighs> but. And I we've just been
0: I can't think of a, a, a more modern word, but we've just been hoodwinked too many times by good stories. Mm-hmm. And it's like when a good way to approach the internet these days is think everybody has the best intention. <laughs> but we have all had enough bullshit from people to know that many people don't have That's good not intentions. True. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs>
0: um did you see that? So Tom Hanks is here today. I
1: know. I want to see Tom Hanks. Do you? I do want. I like Tom Hanks. Um, although when I saw what he was here for, that of all the um, trailers in the movie theater that I've seen, that was the one that was l- like the m- the least exciting for me. The Elvis Presley movie. I don't want to see that. Oh,
0: that's the Baz Luhrmann movie though. The what? Okay. So okay. have you heard my little? rant want i i want lady marmalade 2k22 yeah. yes and i and i forget why Who would you pick? So I was talking to Mookie about this. Like Who? Mookie down the hallway.
1: Mookie. Mookie. I knew a Mookie in high school. He was a gang banger. Mookie.
0: <laughs> Could be the same Not even kidding. No, totally the same Mookie. In fact, we will ask him. Um you could do because you, we have so many talented women. I, we could almost do like a fantasy draft
1: mm. of
0: your preferred Lady Marmalade, and you, we could do like three versions. So, Cardi B, no, yes, no, you, you
1: have to put Cardi B established her career in a in that kind of way. You have it just to It
0: irritates me when she opens her mouth.
1: You have to.
0: So Lizzo, yes, Megan the Stallion, yes, Sweetie. Lotto.
1: I don't know Saweetie and I don't know Lotto.
0: Lotto does the big energy song.
1: You need a white one in there. Halsey. Ooh, Halsey is a great I mean, one.
0: And the point is there are so many talented women for this not to happen. Agreed. Which is all there are so many talented women, there's no reason to to resort to Cardi B. You
1: have to put Cardi B in there. Cardi B Cardi B walked so Megan the Stallion could run. She did. Even if they came out like a year apart from each other. She did. The girl started on the pole. For goodness sake, you gotta bring Cardi B. Do,
0: doesn't Megan The Stallion have like a master's degree?
1: She does now, but she didn't when she started. But I, I isn't she like a
0: super talented, thoughtful
1: individual? Cardi's kind of smart. She just doesn't sound it. You know, when she says, I want you to... To wiggle the thing in the back of my throat. We all know what she means. Somebody give her the definition of what that body part is.
0: Someone who's constantly making sound effects instead of...
1: Megan the Stallion does too. And it—it it, I think it annoys me more than Cardi. Okay,
0: all right.
1: Megan's, ah, that annoys me more than Cardi's like...
0: <laughs> um, As I was thinking about this, uh, I saw that there's a... Oh, Doja Cat as well.
1: Oh, yes, Doja Cat. I need Doja Cat, Halsey, get rid of Saweetie and Lotto. I don't know them that well. Halsey, Doja Cat, Megan, Lizzo.
0: It's it would work. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to get that. But so this Baz Baz Luhrmann movie is an Elvis biopic. Mm-hmm. Is it biopic or biopic? Either way, biopic. Um, and I get so Baz Luhrmann he he did Moulin Rouge, and lots. of I think he did Great Gatsby. So he modernizes things. Um. I don't think I still have this song. Oh, I do. Let me let me pull it up real fast. So we're not gonna get Lady Marmalade. I'm sorry if any everybody else has already heard this in last week's podcast, but let me play this for you. You got your headphones on, good. Uh-huh. Uh- you ain't nothing but a dough play, I get it. Fraud Elvis Presley classic, Hound Dog done by Doja Cat for the Elvis movie, which yeah, I guess Tom Hanks is in, and and a Disney star is playing Elvis.
1: That was Doja Cat? Yeah. Oh. I like it. I like it. Me too. I'm a fan. So, not Lady Marmalade,
0: but I'll take Hound Dog. Um, Yes, Tom Hanks is here to shoot his movie, Uh, A Man Called Otto, about trains and whatnot. 160 people are extras from the area. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of neat. Do you have a favorite Tom Hanks movie?
1: I'd have to look at them and think it... Come back to me on that one. We'll come back to it, because I I feel like I do. What was the one
0: with Wilson? Castaway? Oh, that was Castaway. Castaway? No,
1: that's too basic, bitch. That's too obvious.
0: Ask your mom about Bosom Buddies. You don't
1: know about Bosom Buddies? I mean, I've heard the term Bosom Buddies.
0: Okay, so... In the 80s Tom Hanks started in this sitcom it was him and another guy and I believe I know they dressed as women I believe to live in a certain building
1: mm.
0: Bosom Buddies Why I don't know, but that's how I that's how I remember Tom Hanks starting.
1: So my favorite Tom Hanks film films were the series of like the Da Vinci Code Inferno Those Angels were good. One hundred percent my favorite. Him
0: with long hair, creepy. Yeah. yeah. I like but Those him. were good. Yeah. Um
1: It's like the Costco version of Nicolas Cage in Treasure Hunt. Nicolas Cage's is- Costco version of Nicolas or- Cage's Walmart. He's Target. Tom Har- Tom uh, Hanks. Sorry. Does that mean Am I being mean? Who did you just call... Wait. Nicholas Cage and Treasure Hunt. I put that... I mean, I put those in the same category because they're hunting something. They're solving a mystery. Yes. Treasure Hunt, Angels and Demons, and Inferno, and uh, Da Vinci Code.
0: I don't think I saw the third one. Which was very good. Uh, okay, last couple quick things. To go back to the Da Vinci Code, Paul Bettany's in that movie. The Vision... Oh, yeah. And that scene where
1: he's whipping himself. Yeah, he played that role well.
0: Yes, he did. Well. Like, when I saw that he was going to be a big part of the Marvel world, I'm like, mm. he scares me.
1: He was in um, Legion. So his role in Legion as well. What's oh, Legion? It's like a sci-fi. The FX? Apocalyptic. Okay. Uh, film. It's, it's, that's also something that I probably watch once a year. It's really good.
0: Uh, last week, so, and... Everybody all the time thinks, like, they're the center of all time, Um, and we think we're living in very interesting times right now, very extreme times. I could probably ask my dad, and he would say, this happened at X, Y, and Z in my life, but you don't know until you get far away from it. It -hmm. sure seems like, like, I remember when I was a kid in the 90s, it seemed like, hell was going we were going to hell in a handbasket mm. um now we're in hell and the handbasket is <laughs> like a raging I, 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 it's so hard to tell because we have no perspective in the moment right and i don't want to be too judgmental because it's always just one thing one person one incident it, like school shootings mm-hmm. they're awful knock on wood we haven't had any for a while and it's, it's terrorism. We now know like one happens and and, and it feels like it, it could happen to any school at any time. And there are tens of thousands of schools in the country mm-hmm. and thankfully nothing happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Somebody ran on stage last week to try to beat the shit out of Dave Chappelle. I thought and that his was people, yesterday. It was last week. Oh. During a Netflix filming. And I guess his people beat the shit out of uh, that guy. And then Chris Rock was like, was that Will Smith? Which was very funny. But... Is this gonna? Is this a new thing where comedians have to be concerned because there will be people in the audience who disagree? I hope not with the the stances these people have. Like if Dave Chappelle or some other comedian wants to, if Trevor Noah is
1: oh that beautiful man.
0: If Trevor Noah were to come here and speak, which he has, uh, and something happened where he's not coming this time, and he's speaking. Uh, out against the recent uh, so uh, spree- the
1: insurrection would be a good one here. <laughs> if he was calling out
0: insurrectionists, <laughs> rightly, and some nut went to the show hoping for that and tried to storm on stage, like is this now a thing where these people who do have strong views and you can put it on the other side as well? Um, is, is somebody going to be, it's it's some lunatic fringe and it's always the fringe who just have too much, who are too loud and have too much power for how small they really are. Is somebody going to try? Like, I don't want to see anybody attack Joe Rogan.
1: Ooh. I'm (laughs) okay. Just kidding. I'm sorry. I had to pause for a minute, but I don't either. Um, probably. Are these going to be things now? Knowing our culture, knowing the trends. Probably knowing how things are progressing, probably this is actually a good Barry question because I ask my mom this a lot as well. I don't know if it's because I'm an adult or I'm more of an awake adult. I don't. I'm not, I'm not using woke. I hate that fucking word. You know what I mean. But like, did things like this happen in the '90s when I was a kid and I wasn't even paying attention to the NBC Nightly News while you were watching it? Did these things happen? So that's a good question. I feel like it probably will happen more as we're seeing it, <clears throat> which. I feel even so I have even more empathy for Will Smith (laughs) because he unknowingly may be starting a wave of let's attack comedians, but also you, you're right. Like he had to have gone there knowing what he was getting himself into, Mm -hmm. um, knowing that that was his plan. You're going there with a plan compared to being there and being offended, not expecting to get up there and assault the comedian. So I think that's what we're going to expect. Um, and I don't think that his hands being broken and dislocated are going to deter him. I mean, I didn't know. I saw his picture on social media for most of the day today and didn't know that that's what it was. Have, did you see the picture? Mm-mm. So it's a picture of him and he's bloodied.
0: Yeah, like, they whooped his ass. Oh,
1: yeah. He's bloodied. And um, Chris Rock clearly hasn't processed his trauma. Um, I, I'm just like, Ooh. Again, Will? Chris Chris if the you had a rise above it like uh, you not your like friends and family but you had a rise above it attitude until then that's not funny <laughs> like that's not let's not go there um but again it's his it's his experience to joke about but um yeah yes the answer is yes now when it becomes women being assaulted that's when it's going to get really bad but the answer i believe is yes
0: two, two things to throw Your way with what you've brought up. I always refer back to my dad. Um, So in this, I don't. I forget what the seventies were, but the eighties were. You were going to get killed by a serial killer. A crack. What? That that different thing. But But yes. Like, and now those people watch. Now these people watch the the documentaries about people who their parents were frightened by, Mm -hmm. which was very unlikely. Mm -hmm. Nineties, we began um, with terrorism.
1: Mm-hmm. In school shooting.
0: and, and uh, Col- but Columbine was like ninety eight, yeah, uh, that area. But that was like a an isolated incident, it, it,
1: which is why it's such a big deal. But it didn't become
0: a pattern yet. And mm, then after two thousand one, it was uh, it, it was international terrorism. Like, there's always something that can scare us. That's what terrorism does. And I always refer back to my dad. My dad had to had to do nuclear drills. Like, he had to get under his desk. Like, that was going to save the school from a nuclear attack. Okay. Because, remember, it was the atomic era. Mm -hmm. Atomic bombs. So, my dad, yeah, had to get under desks in the 50s and and 60s. The other thing is, I've always said this before, things have gotten really wild the last half decade, but I don't think the world was worse than ever. It's probably better than ever if you read certain articles compared to other times in history. There's just more people... Who have the ability to talk about it, so it seems mm-hmm. worse, and it's just this vicious cycle with more people talking about it. You have instances like that, mm-hmm. whereas with less media before, and that—that's everybody who has a voice who can put themselves out there, um, planting seeds of of wild people doing awful things. It sucks.
1: I mean, I do think that there's there's some data coming out that is explaining somehow that the tensions today are that of pre-Civil War that led us to Civil War. So when some people make claims that, like, we're coming up on the next Civil War, they're not actually far off from data that shows that, like, at least in the U.S., not world news, but within the U.S. Um, But, I I mean, if that's a really good point about your dad and and the the nuclear... um, Get under the desk. Drills.
0: That's going to save you from the bomb.
1: But in, in our cases, we have Alice training now. So mm-hmm. we have the Alice training where at, at some employers choose to bring in a group that teaches you how to respond to a shooter. Somebody yep. that's going to come up and shoot up your, your business, so- especially if you're in social services and a nonprofit.
0: It's always something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'd be more terrified of thinking I was going to be nuked or someone was going to come in and shoot up a school. But it, it, it is always something. It always will be, and uh, to your point, I think it's it's anecdotal. You know, Ken Burns is the docu fil- filmmaker. Mm-hmm. He did the the seminal Civil War thing. He did, he, in his opinion, we're at the same level of a powder keg, mm-hmm. societally, and with civil engagement before the c- Civil War. So, and and it might be like just because there's racial analogies.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, th- there's just. I don't know. There's just a lot going on. There was something else I was going to say, but it slipped my mind.
0: All right. We're going to wrap up there.